Coming to you from the megacity metropolis of Toronto, this is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast. I'm your host, Eric Anthony, and this is episode 336. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday. Boom. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cave of Solitude podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, on Apple, uh, iTunes podcast, whatever it's called, be sure to rate and subscribe to the show. Hit us up, hit us up with a like. But uh, back in the studio, my ace, my my boy from back in the day, uh, the one and only other half of high society, my rap duo, Mr. H-A-Z. Has what's going on, my friend? Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> sir. <laughs> nice to have you back, brother. Nice to have you back. A um, couple cool things have happened uh, since we last chatted. It was a lot of fun doing our little hip-hop and, and trip through memory lane, our, our Monday mic checks, which I think uh, are very healthy for us to get out of the system, right? Get those little good conversations out, see where they take us. But I wanted to talk to you about Nas this time around because he's, he's been on, on a little bit of a quest. And uh, Magic 2, when did that come out? It's been a, it's been a minute. It's not yes. brand spanking new. I should have done my research of when it was released. Um but have you listened to Nas Magic 2? We listen to music different these days. Before it was like who got it first. Now it's like who downloaded it the fastest and actually cares. Yeah, did you listen to Magic 2? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did actually um, a few times. July um, 21st. That's when it came July out. July 21st. Okay. 2023. Right in the thick of summer. I did give um, Magic 2 a few listens. Um, yeah, I did listen to it. You? I've listened to it a number of times. Uh, I, I Again, I don't listen to music as much as I once did because of just the availability of everything out there and the time. But I always give time to Nas. So I've, I listen to it to and from work, a couple times at home, just chilling out. Um, it's not like our long, our long bus rides we used to take where we used to press play and listen to that album for about a week steady. But... Yeah, I listened to it, man, and I was surprised when it was announced. I didn't know he was doing Magic 2 because he would just finish King's Disease 3. I thought he might be moving on to something different. But uh, him and Hit Boy, they're still on a roll. I mean, how did you feel about Magic 2? What is this, their fifth fifth this, project together now, Magic 2? Yeah, and <laughs> just, they're doing, he's, he said, like, yeah, we're doing two sets. We're doing series here. Doing the Magic series and the King's Disease series, right? Yes, yes. Man. That's what it. That's what it would appear like. Mm-hmm. Um, Magic Two. I felt like it wasn't quite like Magic One, the first Magic. Mm-hmm. Somewhat like. Put it this way: If you're a Nas fan and you and you know about the Lost Tapes, then you'll know about the second release of the Lost Tapes. So my comparison of Magic, the first Magic and the second Magic, would be somewhat parallel to the first Lost Tapes and the second Lost Tapes. Wow. Which, which yeah, yeah. I have, um, I have Magic 1 being the more focused, more, the more, 
I don't want to say, yeah, I'll just say the more focused Nas. I, I okay. felt like um, Magic 2U was a little bit on cruise control and didn't hold me as, as much as the first Magic. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so... Well, you don't agree? Uh, I, I like Magic 1 better. Yes, I agree on that, but I don't think it's as much of a disparity as lost tapes two was to lost tapes one like for me lost tapes one we could get into this later i'm going to ask you about like nas's catalog as a whole but i hold lost tapes one in high regard uh lost tapes two i never really care to listen to it i've listened to it but it never makes me really go back i really do feel it's more of a mm-hmm. mashup of songs he didn't want to use where i felt like mm-hmm. lost tapes one would have made a better album than what ended up being used Whereas with Magic, sorry, I don't want to confuse you. No, I'm agreeing, I'm agreeing. Yeah, I'm agreeing. I feel that Magic 2 is a stronger sequel than Lost Tapes 2 was. Yes. So, yeah, when I was doing the comparison, it wasn't as much, I wasn't factoring in the disparity between the first and second album as heavily. It was Mm. more so echoing the sentiments of the first being better than the second. And the focus not being quite there like you felt in the first. But I okay. agree. I think Magic 2, there's a, a larger disparity. Um, sorry. Lost Tapes 2, there's a larger disparity and lack of chemistry. Um, almost like it was just thrown together. Take these tracks and put them together. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like that was the case with Magic 2. But I do still feel like... You know, when you hear Lost Tapes 1 and you hear Lost Tapes 2, you know which one was the official, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. I, I feel you, you on know. that. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I second those sentiments. Um, I will say, though, and maybe maybe this is the part that I'm missing because I'm um, very pissed from my from our era, Nas being one of the main ones who I'm always like rooting for and trying to sometimes I think I remember or or look back liking something more than it's how actually good it is because of how I feel towards the band or the artist in this case, right? So I'm just yeah. always more biased. So maybe I'm missing something, but do you <laughs> feel Nas, do you feel Nas at this age or stage of his career is trying too hard sometimes to stay fit or to me it's coming off natural but do you feel he's trying too hard to stay in the conversation you know what that's is a it really coming good off corny question. that is a really good question i can't i know people can't see this right now but i can't see mm-hmm. you right now is there any way i can get you on my oh. screen i just want to yeah yeah before i answer that this is where we play the elevator music, yeah. y'all. Just hang yeah, tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to listen to some of the Monday album. Right <laughs> good plug. Good mm-hmm. plug. Right? Can you see me? Yes. We're back? We are good All now. Right. Thank you for right. your patience, everybody. After these messages, we'll be right back. Um, <laughs> you know what? I don't think Nas is, is, is coming off corny to me. Um, I think he's doing... He's doing what a grown man, in my opinion, would do um, and just having a joy run. 
I don't think he's trying to prove that he's Nas. Nas is Nas. You know what I mean? Um, I think he's just enjoying this process. He's enjoying the idea of having a wave of energy, um, chemistry with the producer. Um, I think he's aware of the criticism he's facing. Um, but you know, Nas, Nas, you know, he's, he's always been about this, you know, he, you know, he has a song called, I think, Stay Chiseled, you know, um, Second Childhood, like he, Mm -hmm. he always has this relevance to time and knowing who he is and staying youthful. So, and Nas looks like he's like still in his late thirties, you know, so. (laughs) I feel like legitimately. And I don't, and I'm not saying this as an old head like we we talked about last time, but I feel he's the best rapper out right now, legitimately in the genre of it. it him and Drake, I, I rate Drake. I'm you know a hometown boy, but I feel Nas is is having a legitimate case of putting out sets of albums that are solid pieces of work, and bucking the the notion that. It's corny for a guy to be 50 and and rapping. I know Jay already did that, but Nas is like putting in a run. Like, yo, I'm making albums. I'm setting the trends. I'm still the guy. Watch this. And you're just like, okay. Okay, Nas. That's interesting that you're, like, he's not stopping. And and the product isn't, it's not like it's, I don't feel burnout. Like, I still feel refreshing when I hear him. I'm going to go on record. And this might be a little controversial. But I think Nas aligning with Hit Boy is just as important to his career as aligning with Pete Rock, aligning with um, Q-Tip, aligning with Primo, yeah, aligning with you name them. And I say that to say this: when you and I would go back and forth about Nas and Jay, there was always this thing that. There again with Jay. We we. I just gotta keep. Yeah, talking but that's the Jay. era. Right? That's the number one competitor <laughs> in the conversation. It's just what it is. There was always that charismatic um, nature that Jay Z had, where you felt like he just he understood what the listener wanted to hear a little more. He finessed things a little bit more. Finessed it a little more, whereas with Nas, you just felt like you were overlooking his rhyme book. And you just happen to hear his thoughts, right? With Hitboy now, I think that as much as Nas seemingly has taken a backseat to like coming real heavy, like you're not going to hear, you know, a rewind with Hitboy. We haven't heard that type of caliber of, but there's this charismatic nature playing with cadence, playing with flow, playing yeah. with wordplay. Trying different things. Remember the keys, remember the, remember the throwback. Oh, remember I love that like, song, man. Know, Joe Black. Abracadabra, like, too. I'm gonna, uh, you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there's so many. There's so many. So and, he's putting himself in uncomfortable, compromising almost positions, yeah. collaborating with certain artists. But for me, that just shows how much Nas is ambidextrous. And, and willing to try new things. And this is a guy that has nothing to prove. Legend, sorry, not guy. This is a legend that has nothing to prove. And at this, this is like his third wind. And the thing is, is like, 
I feel with these last five yeah. albums because it's, it's not that he just dropped King's Disease like, oh, that was good. Remember that last one? That was a good one. No, he went King's Disease and then that's, and then Magic. And I'm like, yo, Magic might be better than the King's Disease. For me, it was. Right. And then and then the third King's Disease was like, yo, this one's better than the other two King's Disease for me. I agree. I'm with you. And it's, to me, what I also like about it is like, it. I grew up, me and you grew up in the era where it was fashionable to have the hottest producers on your album, which was very much something that Nas kind of set the standard for with Illmatic. So it became common. Got to get Timbo. You got to get the Neptunes. You need uh, Kanye West beat. You, just you, Blaze. Just Blaze. There was a set of people like this guy, this guy, that they all have a beat from all of them. And it almost guaranteed you going platinum back in <laughs> 2001, right? That was it, the it was formula, like, bro. It was a formula. Um, and then for a minute, it was like Puffy and the Hitman. And you had those sets of producers. And then Primo gave you your rugged beat. Anyways, originally, it was Eric B and Rakim. PMD. It was the the Pete Rock and CL Smooth. It was a uh, MC with their producer. Like went they went tandem, and it was not. It wasn't like Rick Rubin did the whole album. Marley Mar mm-hmm. did the whole album. Dr. Dre did the whole album for you. It wasn't until kind of Illmatic where it was like, let me take the best of the best and have a mixture. So this is like a throwback to that for me, where it's like. Am I going to be mad that he's working with the same producer? Or is it kind of like cool that the guy who made the super producer album is now going back to that sort of like me and my producer making music? Like we don't stop. We're we're I, in his own. I didn't even know that that Illmatic kind of broke that format. Like I didn't know that. That's that's dope. I'm, I'm I could the, be misremembering, but I did read that. I, there, I you know, Gangstar. It was mm-hmm. Primo and, and Guru. It wasn't Guru. like it wasn't like they were more members of the group. It was your producer and your MC. Yeah. Uh, Reflection Eternal. You know? Yeah. This yeah. is like Nas's Nas and Hip Boy are like a group. It's kind of dope that he has a whole part of his career like that. And and with that too, with um Reflection Eternal, does it say DJ High Tech and Talib Kwali, or does it say because I remember DJ Jazzy Prince and the Fresh, um, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. They always would mention the DJ first. I think so. I think it would be high tech. I, I got to check that out. I can but, Google that while we talk. I'm yeah. just, just for my own curiosity. Yeah. And, and I, and I kind of like those, um, those back in the day sets where you had RZA taking care of the, like you think of RZA's run. From 93 till, you know, when everybody started to really branch out a little bit bigger. But my goodness, I don't know if there's been a producer who had a run quite like that, where they did complete albums and they were all masterpieces. Yeah. 36 Chambers, Liquid Swords, Only Built for Cuban Links, Iron Man. And then if you want to add to Cal to that set and ODB, like, wow, what a gift set of yeah. albums that first wave of wu-tang was and it was all from rizza for RZA the most part is no joke rizza is no joke rizza is is the real deal holy feel and it's a it's a talib quality and high tech by the way okay thank you That's yeah. Yes. yeah so I, like 
in this case, going back to Nas and Hit Boy, Hit Boy is on the cover this time around. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's really showing you, like, yeah, we're a team. We're set. It's dope. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no... I have nothing bad to say about Nas's run with Hit Boy. Um, I do feel like it's run its course now. I think that after this Magic album, I think, you know, I could live with him. <laughs> I want to hear I want to hear something different. Right. Something but see, different. do you find I, I do you find that Hit Boy's beats are recognizable? I kind of feel like he's no ID where he can wear a bunch of different hats. I think he can, but I think after a full album, you'll get that feeling that you're listening to a Nas Hit Boy collaboration. I think for a few tracks, you know, he can definitely mix it up. But I feel like for a whole album, you start feeling like, okay, this is a Nas Hit Boy. And it's more so about how Nas approaches Hit Boy production. That's true. I and I think, so that- I think that's a healthy thing thing for Nas because it really shows how much bet for me how much better he was than I already thought because he could almost be like this is Nas you don't mess with Nas this style this what he does it's just the way it should be and then he goes into this more wavy cadences he's not afraid and he's like taking chances and I'm like yo Nas can Nas just rap like that before because he wanted to like he could do what he wants this is dope yeah this is why I say him you know, aligning with Hit Boy is just as important to his career as him aligning with, you yeah, know, right. as controversial as it sounds with Pete Rock, with Q-Tip, with you name them. Because I think that this shows that he, and at this age, he doesn't sound outdated. Which Good which songwriter. You, it showcases his songwriting ability. And I always felt like that may have been one of his um, weaknesses before. Or he just sometimes he would try to jam in too many words to fit, or he didn't finesse a hook the right mm-hmm. way. Um, but now it just fits. Like listening to this Nas now, and for instance, when he made um, "You Owe Me" with Genuine or "Hot Boy" with uh, Misty, back then it kind of felt like a compromise to his style. It's he like, seemed mm, out of place. He seemed out of you place. You can hate me now to an extent. To an like, extent. Mm, but now, hearing this version of Nas, and you go back and listen to those songs, it's like, okay, this is a fly dude, man. He just knows how to play with it. You know, it, it, it's just different because us as the listener, we know that Nas is in that space. He keeps referencing that. Like, you know, if you don't know Nas at any age range, then you're out of touch. Like, he's referenced it in different ways. So we, It's the most confident he's ever been, man. That's what I yeah. like about it, is that growing up, as a listen, like growing up with the artist and me being at certain ages where, ah, uh, like that's why that that resonates right now so well because like going back to Jay, American Gangster, Jay was thirty nine. That's our age now when he made that, and I can like the the gems that he's dropping. Like, oh, of course he would. A thirty nine year old would feel that way. It, it hits you now. Yeah. And then you hear how Nas is moving at. 50 you know in his late 40s into this stage and you're just like that confidence that like i'm comfortable in my own skin and that's why things are falling into place because i'm not worried about y'all like i don't take the victim route he often mentions that like i just work at this and y'all don't like it and it makes me know that i'm doing it right you nailed it 
you nailed it on so the head. So confident. Like, more than he's like, more confident now than Stillmatic days. I and and, and 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 I believe that because it's like an athlete. Take like a boxer. A boxer like kind of has to talk himself into being the champ. You know, you yes. refer to the box boxer as champ. Come on, champ. And they, they have to talk themselves up to this stature almost. But when you know you're that dude, when you know you've reached a pinnacle, you start talking different. It's almost yeah. like you want, you're coaching everybody. Like, I want this for you. Like, I'm not even competing with you anymore. Yeah. Where I, I want this for you. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, not yeah. that. Like, he's not even competing. Like, Michael Jordan doesn't even have to talk that, that um, MJ shit. Like, he just has that photo with the six rings. And it's like, yeah, okay. I don't, even, okay. I don't even have to speak anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like Nas is in that place where he's just, this is like an encore. This is like a victory lap. Like, you guys know what I can do. You know my capabilities. I'm having fun. And you guys can tell I'm having fun. And that in and of itself speaks oh, volumes, man. man. Five it's... albums, bro, in, in like no time. And we're forgetting Nasir, too. Yeah, I didn't love that album. <laughs> no, me neither, but like it wasn't that far before. Like he went Nasir, Lost Tapes, King's Disease, King's Disease. Like he just went to do, to do. He's yeah. never had a run like that where it's been yeah. a consistent flow of his music. And it's be getting to the point where people are like all catching up finally. Finally. Young guy, young, some young dudes yeah. here, like when I play Abracadabra at work, they're like, yo, this is Nas? Like this is good. I'm like, yeah, you dummy. Like. <laughs> Nas, they man. think that though I, I don't think they would have thought that as much if he didn't collaborate with hit boy perhaps right it's just to realize like okay Nas. Resonates. but what's 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 dope about it is that the sound resonates and he's flipping new sort of flows but he's still saying something within yes. them it's like you see some you can still be descriptive you can still be unpredictable and you can still drop a gem and have a good time doing it like it, it's possible. Uh, do you got a favorite song on Magic Two? Um, I actually started writing to um one before we started this podcast here. Yes, loving uh, slow it down. Okay. Um, that definitely is up there for me. And let me, let me, can um, I just play it in the background real quick, just to absolutely, bro, okay. absolutely. I'm loving that one. Wow. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah, I just uh, really fell in love with that song, but I'm biased and I'm going to go with Motion inside. <laughs> um That one is just hard hit, hard hitting. Especially with Push a T on the dun 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 with dun 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 if you listen to that last push of the album there's yeah, a yeah, song yeah. there that has that cadence yo motion for me as well for of course the the reference made me think of you but then when it kicks in after black magic the way it segues it's like the beat extends and just shifts enough for like oh we're yeah. going we're it, and and the title to the song is perfect because you feel like boom 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 like this is this yeah. beat Oof. It sounds like vintage Nas. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fire. <laughs> There's a um, few other tracks too, but those two um, definitely are amongst my top three. 
Yeah, I I would agree with you on that one. Um, I also feel just looking at the track listing and the way the I think it's sequenced well, but the difference between this magic and the first magic is the first magic came out uh, right after Christmas, so it was a wintertime album, and this one comes in the middle of summer, and I feel that the vibe of this one has a little bit more of that summer feel with songs like Magic Johnson and Bokeem Woodbine. There's a little bit more of like a Caribbean sample to the drums and whatnot, even in the the vocal interpolations that they put into it. So it has a little bit more of like a summertime street vibe at times, uh, whereas the first Magic, I don't know, it hit it hit different. <sighs> it hit different. Yeah, it, it hit different. Those summer albums are dope, but when you get a nice winter, like, mm. oof, right? Rip the packaging off the CD. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Oh boy! Oh, um, man. It, well, yeah. So, Fifty Cent shows up on this. Got yeah. it. Oops. My bad. What did you think of the feature? <laughs> I wanted 50 to rap a little longer. Um, yeah. I felt like when I heard it, I felt like they weren't in the same studio. I felt like he did his verse where he was and Nas did his verse. I think I, I, I'm cool with it. It wasn't the best 50 verse. It wasn't the worst. It was a little short. But um, I think you got you to gotta tip your hat to Nas. Him referencing nature. I mean, sorry, jungle. Him saying the G unit reference, him saying Curtis Jackson in the song. Yeah. You got you gotta this, 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 you see what I'm talking about? This is what I'm talking about when you're comfortable. Like he's he he knows how to almost play the assist man on his own song. Yeah. Like he just he just gets it. You know what I mean? Um but I like the song, it was cool. It was a little I like the song bit, too. Yeah, it was a little bit, I, I don't want to say underwhelming, but I expected a little more. One and more from 50. Yeah. I was fine I, with what Nas brought to the table. I'm like, oh, Nas came nice. 50's going to do something because he's he's not one to be outshined. If someone outshines him lyrically, he doesn't care, but you're going to remember his verse. And yeah. for this one, I feel like I remember it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just like, you just... If you had gone the eight more bars and completed the verse and added a little pizzazz, the beginning part would have been a, a, a fun enough primer. Yeah. Whereas this yes. was like, oh, you yes. just you just left me hanging. Like you just. Yes. Yes. He warmed you up, but didn't yeah. like. Right. I'm like, okay, okay. You're going to take it. And then all oh, the. Getting first, in now, the pocket. Now, you got yeah. in the pocket and now you're out of it. You're not even rapping. The whole verse sucks. <laughs> yeah. You try to talk your way out in the end with a little 50 ha-ha laugh at yeah. the end. It's not the first eight work. bars aren't good anymore. If that's what you gave it's me, not the whole, gonna work. yeah, it's not going to fly with me. It's not uh, going to work. <laughs> the, uh, we got to talk a little bit about the One Mic, One Gun because this was a, a song that was released Yeah, during King's Disease. So it was a, it's the oldest song that I can think of from the album. But it's... Uh, Really cool collaboration because it came on the the heels of Twenty One Savage, I think, saying that comment, making the comment that Nas isn't really relevant, and instead of making a stink out of it, Nas makes a song with him. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just a boss so move, dope. such so a boss. Move. And I think it's in alignment with Nas as a person. You know, like you know, he made songs like um, 
carry on tradition. Um, mm-hmm. And then he made, what's that that song with his father, Olu? Oh, yeah. Uh, Isn't that carry on? No, that's not carry on tradition. The, the bridge, the, the gap. Yeah. Building the gra- bridging the gap. Bridging the gap. That's it. Um, so he's, it's rhyme and reason. He's proving to be what he rhymes about. So he's bridging the gap. He's doing those tracks with those type of artists, right? And he's done that since the first King Disease till, till now. So I think he's making an effort to actually reach out to the youth. He did a song with Lil Nas X. Lil yeah. Nas X, who yeah. has nothing style-wise remotely close to Nas. You know, I know most Nas enthusiasts would want Nas to bomb on it. Like, how dare you have my name and look what you represent and... You know what I'm saying? But he did a track with him, right? So I think he's at that, that's what I'm trying to say. He's at that place in his career now. He's at that age and that stage where it's like, no, I'm going to build. I'm going to reach out to the youth. And I see J. Cole in the same light yeah. in terms of going out of his way to work with certain artists, you know? So I think that uh, that it, it, it says so much for, um, for Nas to do that. It's a hell of a run, man, because... And the comfort level that we keep bringing up is so refreshing to hear them that way because sometimes when legendary rappers come back with an album, it's like, okay, you're just trying. Maybe maybe your your catalog is good. Like, you don't got to do... You're, you're good. You don't got to try so hard. But in this case, from 2018 to now, seven albums. Put it in perspective, uh, the Untitled album came out in 2018. 2008 life is good came out in 2012 and then the next album was 2018 in between he had the distant relatives so he goes on these little spurts of like quick you know releases release release i'm gone for a while and then now it's just a whole new level he's never been this he's never been this prolific yeah he's definitely on goal time right now and i ain't mad at it nah man i love it i i always prefer to get another Nas album than not especially when they're consistently consistently good in my opinion, sometimes great, but always listenable. Yeah. Um well I wanna said. ask you I wanna ask you let's go through the catalog. Let's go through the Nas catalog for the next half of this. And maybe we should go backwards, because we always know what's number one. If you you know, no one's not gonna say Illmatic. It just seems like yeah, that's not the better, Yeah, it's like you broke the rules. Like it's just yeah. the automatic. Yeah. So Let's let's go in reverse of least favorite Nas albums. Mm. Well, I won't have it pinpointed like exact. Yeah, I yeah, that's okay. No, no, no. Point. Just just off the top of our head, see what our instincts do. All right. So I'm just gonna say, you know, as we all know, mm. Nostradamus was it was it was a miss. Didn't even hit the rim. Um, I'm going to, I did not love Streets Disciple. I felt like it was just too much going on in too many different directions. And, you know, I, I, you just got married and you're talking about the, the album's called Streets Disciple, but then you have marriage. So I, I, I just never understood it. Um, so those two are amongst my least favorite Nas albums. Let me see. Let me see. I can't remember how much I like or dislike Untitled or The End. I'll read them backwards to you. Yes. 
okay. So the most recent one, Magic. What would you rate Magic? Since since so we never gave Magic, it, Magic, I'd give yeah. it a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. So okay. A solid uh, six and a half mics. Okay. Solid. I'm always I'm always more generous with the review. I like it a lot. Um, four. Give it mm-hmm. a four. Just a half maybe, mic. Maybe a little more. I like. There's moments where I'm like, oh, I love this. Um, King's Disease Three. Um. I'm going to give that like a four and a half. Like that was the best out of the King disease. The, the third one was, was it. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with that rating. Uh, magic. I'll go on the record. Magic to me is a five for me. I, I can't decide whether magic or King's disease three is my favorite of that yeah. hit boy run. So to be fair, um, I'm going to rate them the same only because magic is so much shorter than KD three. That's fair. That's and fair. for the amount of, of quality out of KD3, if Magic were five, six tracks longer, would it be... Mm. You know, and that's, I think that's the art of making the album, though, though, right? Is knowing, knowing like, that's it. To, yeah. Knowing that, that's, to that's the vision for this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, King's Disease 2. That's my least favorite King Disease album. Most people have King Disease, the first one, as the least favorite. I like the first one. Yeah, I like the first one more than the second. Uh, the second I think one, so I'll too. say, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. That one, I would, I'd give that one a 4 as well. Because it still was solid, but 3.5 to 4. Are we doing mics or are we doing out of 10? I want to be fine, man. Do what you feel, because you know what? Sometimes the seven out of ten or the seven point five is a little bit more. It feels a little bit more. Yeah, I want to give it that instead of a three or a three point okay. five. It okay. just go with go with your gut. All right, we'll do, do a we'll feel. ten on my end. Okay. Uh, King's Disease one. <sighs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> I, I sound like a hypocrite if I say seven, but I'd give it a stronger seven. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'd give it a seven and a half, but I'd give it a stronger seven. I think a lot of it was it being my first introduction to the Hit Boy Daz full album. And, you know, I still was that the one with Death Row East? No, Death Row East was on two. OK, so this is the one with um, Ultra Black. Yes. OK. Yeah, I'll give it a bit of a stronger seventh. I think it was my first introduction, and I just expected a little bit more from a sequel standpoint. So that's kind of why okay. I have the first one a little bit higher than the second. It, I just felt like you got to wow me with the second one because the first one was solid. Yeah, I, I like the first one a lot because it was a bit more of a return to form for me. I felt like... Well, we'll get into the next ones, but yeah, I give uh, the first King's Disease a solid eight, eight and a half, because it's it, it, and it was like, okay, Nas, you're you're in your bag, kind of doing what Jay did with four forty four. You're doing your this is your time of life, right? You're gonna tell your what you're going through, and it yeah. was a little bit more true to form. It sounded like a little more organic. Um, lost tapes. I find it hard to include this in the catalog what it is if i include lost tapes one as an official album, yeah you gotta you gotta, gotta 
recognize this one. I have no real connection to this one to give it a rating three and a half. I and there's some really six. cool stuff. There's some good stuff on there. And that's why it hurts because it's mixed in with a lot of less than mediocre songs, right? Like when I listen to Nostradamus, every song doesn't suck. But like when you pair it with songs that are lackluster, you know, it just doesn't give you the same feeling. It just felt like a bunch of throwaway tracks that were just thrown together. You know, you look at some of the production credits and Pete Rock's on it again, and you're like, okay, Pete Rock's on this. I think Alchemist was on it. And then when I listen to the actual songs, it's like, hmm, but not quite. It just didn't feel like there was any chemistry, continuity, like direction. Well, yeah. You're right. It didn't feel like it, but it all did feel like it was from the life is good sessions because it has a lot of that sort of. So it's interesting before we get to life is good, because some of these songs here, I'm like, this feels like it would have fit on that album. Or had he thrown that there, it might have thrown off the album. But in a strange way, as its own entity, this song is actually more creative or better than what made the final cut, but on the album, it plays better. Is It sounds so stupid to say, why don't you put the no, better song on right. No, you're right, you're right. It's weird how you're sequencing right. works in your experience with an album. And this one just doesn't feel like they would have fit into any sequence. And it doesn't, and the whole album here feels like it's out of sequence. Again, and, and, and you know, having the right sequence and having the right um, knowing what songs to even get rid of too, it, it, it can make or break an album. Like, I know we're going to get to um, his, his albums after, but some of his other albums, but even on Godson, you know, like I felt like some of his work with Alchemist, he could have left some of that out because it kind of got a little boring. Like when I listened to... Anyway, I'll get to that later, but mm -hmm. just to, to kind of second your point, you know, getting rid of certain songs, too, is very key. Like, as you referenced earlier with um, the first Magic, you know, knowing mm -hmm. when to just cut it is, is very important. And I just found on Lost Tapes, too, it's just like, where, where are we actually going with this? Where, where's the direction? What's the, especially after Lost, the first Lost Tapes? There was, that one. It was just all the tracks flowed in a great sequence and it just made sense, you know? Yeah, completely, completely. Okay. So, Lost Tapes 2 for me is forgettable. How about Nasir? I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, sometimes I come across like I don't love it or I hate it because you just have big expectations. Um, I love Kanye that. West. Kanye bon West and Nas. Exactly. Like, you know, the bon expectations I really like. Okay. Um, yeah, the expectations are so high, right? Like you, you, you're. This is Kanye West. <laughs> this is Nas. Um, I, I felt like it fell a little short. If you're gonna do an album that sh short, you gotta hit. And I just felt there were too many songs that. You kind of had to convince yourself that they were what you thought they should be. Um, and it just didn't. The problem with this album is that it was too short. There's a, you feel like you didn't finish the album. There's a couple songs that you could have included here. 
that would have made it rounded it out a bit and even changed the tempo at times because i i don't feel that any of the songs aren't good it's just that there isn't that much i think the fastest you get now is going on here is adam and eve which is still pretty like easy that's a good call out that is a good call out because that was what i was waiting for when i listened to the album but it sounded like he was a little bit on cruise control for a bit and just you know kind of riding whatever wave Kanye paved for him. Yeah. Sorry. And right. I, I was playing everything to remember what it sounded like. I'm like, what is that, that song? Forest is dope though. It is. That's the thing. The, the album has good tracks. It's just missing pieces. Like it feels incomplete. I think Kanye too kind of missed the mark with how to produce for Nas. Like he hit, he hit the nail on the head with Pusha T with the Daytona album. Mm-hmm. You know, that worked for Pusha T, but I think that Nas sounded compromised until he had the Adam and Eve. Yeah. I I don't dislike this album, but I I never feel like... You want to know if you like Nas, listen to Nasir. I don't feel like that's the one where I would... You got to be a real Nas fan to to find the the jewels in it. I appreciated it. You know, I, I like it. the cop shot, the cop shot, the cop shot, the cop. But like, is that something that I'd go back in? It just has one of those type of, okay, cool, next type of vibes to it. It doesn't mm-hmm. have that timeless feel to it. But um, I do like the Bonjour song. I, I love that track. There's yeah. something about that track that just, I love it. The hook, the, the oh. Bonjour. man. Asking for Ness. Okay. Life is good. Really like this album. I'm giving this, you know, an eight and a half. Like, I, I really like this album. I love the production. Um, I feel like all of the songs about his marriage, you know, with him being on the album cover with Khalees' dress, I think he should have just left that off of um streets disciple i sound like a hater but it, it just threw me off and he addressed most of his marriage uh, after the the fact after the divorce but I, I it just felt it felt so it felt so raw but at the same time you're getting knowledge and wisdom he has that song stay that jazz mm. love mm. that song um i i can't remember all the songs right now but Trust me, like it, the production on that is very. There's some synergy there, and and it just it just works. This is like for me, if I had to, if if I had to say Nas's most creatively ambitious era, this album recording time. Because if you you look at how this is 19 tracks on the iTunes uh, listing and then you think of all the songs that were from the lost tapes album that were from this recording era and he's trying out a lot of different styles collaborating with people doing the old school doing a little bit of the the new sound he's got the the accident murderers with uh rick ross Ross. flipping his flows where he's got to almost a perfect track with with amy winehouse with cherry wine cherry wine and uh and then, of course, if you want classic, Locomotive. oh, class, like it's it's, it's even no introduction, nasty, 
when he gets to nasty. Ooh, yes, I love that. I love that track. Is that one? Yeah. 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 It's just the perfect, not like, I think in that song he's, no, it's in Locomotive. He's leading on equal. And then when the one with the sequel, it's, oh my God. That Nas, and either the box, any the other get box cut. That Nas. You're not, you're not, you're not, that's the Nas that I love. Yo, and Locomotive, he said something like, Nas must have naked pictures of God or something like, oh man. Yeah. And there's a track where he's talking about like eating pizza in, in New York and it was so hot that it burnt the, the roof. That's of his... on the same, see, the same one. Man. I okay. love that. Yeah, let me, let, 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 let's listen to the 30 seconds yeah. on Locomotive. Yeah, what, why the hell not? Why the hell yeah. not? It's those little descriptions that he has. Here we go. So this is just on the train in New York hip hop. Yeah, just rock, baby. Can you hear it? Oh, hell yeah. All right. This is the part that Haz is talking about. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm really jealous of Nas's pen. Like the way he, like, damn it, man. Like I know that pizza too hot burn the roof of your gums feeling. I know that very well. No, like right? the way he describes things, man. This dude's from another planet, man. How about well, let's play a little slice of nasty? Yeah. Oh. Just a little slice, a little slice. That's not even the highlight. I just put it on a on a section of the song. Like, yeah, man, he was he was on point. He was in the pocket. He was experimental. He was collaborating with various producers, some of the ones that we're familiar with. But man, he was. This is a solid, solid release. I give it a four and a half for me. I give it a high, high ranking. Yeah, this was that album. You know, I kind of get thrown off because the album cover is so soft, and he's wearing mm-hmm. a suit, and he has the his wife's or ex-wife's dress on his lap and you, you kind of think when i hear that album i'm thinking more of stillmatic like album cover that rock yeah 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 pigeon <laughs> yeah but like that is a dope album life is good life is good it's dope good album, album okay uh untitled it's just the nas it's just called nas it's just with uh fried chicken and i like this album man more than I think. When I'm in a mood for it, it hits. But I'm not always in the mood for it. But Is when this I, when with I, Fried Chicken? Fried Chicken. It's and it's a clever album, man. Project Roach. Dreamin'? Uh, Dreamin'. Or is that on the no, end? No, that's on. This is the end. This is the okay. considered the okay. end. You're okay. thinking of Hip Hop Is Dead. Yes, that's what I am thinking. Okay, okay, Untitled. I'll give that a seven and a half. Okay. There was some there was some gems. I really like fried chicken and 
you know, there's there's some other songs on there that I remember and recall liking. Um, seven and a, a solid seven and a half. I can't give it an eight. I just can't. I, I can't give it an eight. For, yeah. I, I don't enough. like, there's a couple songs here, but see, there's a couple songs here that are ahead of its time, but yet are aged. Like, for instance, Black President. Because it was just before then. So it's like very timely. Mm-hmm. But then it becomes like, well, now that's past. It's not that it's not an important thing, but like the song is no longer new. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know um, what you mean. I know what you mean. So, and then there's a couple songs here where he's trying to contemporary where i don't know how well they age like hero it's a good song or america not a huge fan of america like the choruses are but he's on point yes he's always on point that's the tough part for me but uh the intro to this they they rumored because jay electronica produced it and i think um stickman they they said stickman ghost wrote it for nas and they're like Nas doesn't have a ghostwriter. Let's just get that clear. Like Nas doesn't need nobody, nobody help the pen. I, I wouldn't even entertain that. Like that doesn't even make sense. I think that would be one of like, <laughs> and if if that were true, it would probably break my heart more than a lot of things of finding out like a behind the curtain truth. You know, it's like, oh no, yeah. my whole perception is ruined. Nas had ghostwriters yeah. the whole time. I'd be like, everything has changed. <laughs> no, I. You know what now? You know, looking at the track list, I still give it a seven and a half, but there were some gems on this one. Like, I love Breathe. I yeah. just love it. Like, Baby Mama Beat Victim, Chronic Leaf Hitting, No Climb a Heat With Him. Ugh. I just love that song. Um, fried Chicken is dope. Um, you know, Sly Fox. I love Sly Fox. Sly Fox is wicked. That's probably one of my favorite songs on that album. But I, We're Not Alone is really dope as well. I just find that there's one too many tracks where I'm iffy about. And the fact that, like, when you say untitled, I can't remember more than, like, three or four tracks off the top. See, for me, when I think of this album, like, you know how people misuse, I feel, have misused and prostituted the word woke? I feel like this was what woke was. Mm, before then, yeah. before, it, before became it became manipulated and all politicized, I think, for me, this was Nas... Nas woke album because there's a message and and a little bit of history whether it's revisionist history true history whatever it is you're gaining something it's like let me look that up let mm-hmm. me see what that's about what's he talking about and even yeah. you're not alone talking about aliens and you think of like today's climate like yo what's Nas reading back then that he's yeah. dropping some jewels and that's the, the 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 argument I often make with youngins today it's like I listen to when you get to give me a hip hop track and you want me to 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 react to it you got to remember. Some of the guys I listened to taught me things in their music that I wouldn't have otherwise looked up just in their name alone. You know, like Nas Escobar. Yeah. Why? Why'd you pick Escobar? Who's that? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a little message heavy. Solid though. Definitely okay. a solid album. I, w- I won't take that away from it. And the, dope the album next, cover too. Yeah. Yeah. Very dope. The next album, I liked it a lot when it came out but I don't know how much I still hold it in that, that regard. That's hip hop is dead. So I often, is it, uh, are we going to do 
Damien Martin, are we going to do distance re- distant relatives? Let's do distant relatives. Like, was that on the queue? Like, were you going to... I left it out, but I should have put it there. For me, one of my favorite. Love that album. Hands down. Love Hands that. down. I'd give that album an eight and a half. I do think that Damien Marley, I don't want to say carried the album, but he definitely... I find myself singing... Like, when I think of that album, I'm, I'm singing Damien Marley's verses more. So... I feel that Nas did what you expected Nas to do, whereas Damian Marley surprised me more. Mm. Like, I'm like, yep, Nas did exactly what I thought he would do. His flow was good. His lyrics were nice. But when Damian Marley came on the track, it's like, whom do I follow? Whom do I that copy? That was like, the exact line I was thinking about. Right? Like, and Nas kills that song. He does. He he kills it. I'm like, Nas is in top form on this album. He is not slacking at all. But then Damian Marley comes in with like, like, oh, it's like, you know, it's Marley. Yeah. Yeah, it's just despair. Like, yo, I'm ready to fight. Let's go fight. You know what, man? And I think... I, I feel like Nas learned a lot. He may not come out and say it, but I see. I, I feel like when he goes back and listens to that album, he's learned a lot with how to allow a song to kind of breathe. Because this this Nas back then was a little bit more, you know, pen heavy, if if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think now, especially with working with Hit Boy, if he were to do a sequel with uh, Damien Marty, a uh, Distant Relatives two. I think he would approach some of the music a little different. I really, I really feel like he would. But um, I love this album. This, this is one of his best efforts, yeah. hands down. Yeah, I put it up there at the top. Eight and a half to nine out of yeah, ten. Yeah, I put it, I put it at the top as well. Um, hip hop is dead, right? Hip hop is dead. A lot of things I like about it. And again, a lot of things that are like of its time. I find that when Nas would drop albums during this era, I really liked them when they came out. And then all of a sudden it's like carry on tradition seems aged. Where are they now? Who killed it? Cool concepts, but they're not going to they don't hold up as well as I thought they would. Yeah, but a good album because like Black Republican, clearly I'm gonna be biased to that. Still dreaming with Kanye. Oh, love that track. Hold down the block. Love that song. Blunt Ashes with Chris Weber produced it. Oh, Chris Weber on the yeah. I couldn't believe that he produced that. Um, and then he's got the songs with the the game and like the Hustler song, the Doctor. That's some bangers on this. But then there's ones that like don't quite hold over like play on player with snoop i didn't it was okay it wasn't bad but i'd keep that over not going back not going back is like oh khalees on the chorus man they never (laughs) made a good match they weren't good collaborative they did not make a good match no they did (laughs) you know he took some chances though i really liked um who killed it when i heard it yes go back to it it's it's but Nas Nas is known to do that right like he's known to do those tracks where the replay value isn't quite the same, but it's dope. Like, so Book of Rhymes. Dope yeah. Concept. But eh, do I want to hear that again? The only song where I feel like he's really, like, even, I'm not even going to lie to you, one mic could even fall in that category sometimes. 
Um, because the trick, you know the trick after. You know the trick. You know the trick. So even um, rewind. Yeah. But, you know, you, you're just caught up with how amazing the storytelling is. But he, he does very thematic, conceptual songs. And they're great in the moment. But ah, they just don't quite play out the same when you're listening to an album. And I think he did that one too many times on this one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I uh, This is a three and a half to four for me. But there's some there's moments where I listen to him like, yo, this album's good, too. Yeah, I give it like a, not quite a seven, not quite a seven and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere in there. It's, it's, it's somewhere got strong in there. stuff. How did you feel? So these tie in well together now, because I'm going to jump over to Street's Disciple. But there's a lot of things about Street's Disciple that I like, like Thief's Theme. Thief's Theme Love. or Hip Hop is Dead? In, ter- in terms of a single? Like, because it's the same sample, right? Yeah. On back-to-back albums, and they they both had music videos. I think the same Thief's beat. theme is more raw. I like I just theme like, better. I, I I think it um I think it just has more of a rawness to it. So I'm gonna go with um, Thief's theme. The beat is similar, but I think Thief's theme is a little slower. Thief's and theme it just is harder. Sound, yeah, it's, it's harder. Grimier. Let you know what? Let me let me, for instance. Give, let me actually play it if we get to yes. we know we may. Yeah. So here's Hip Hop is Dead, which may have become more popular over time. Will I Am is the producer for producer, this. Yeah. He sampled the same in Agata DeVita from, I think, Iron Butterfly. All right, that's the beat for that one. Let's just go with the beat. You know what? Let's let's give a little verse. Just all right. Now I prefer this version. Oh, oh, oh! Turn it off. Turn that off. <laughs> just right away. Right away, man. You smell the gun smoke. Turn that off, man. You just know that you're walking in an alley where you shouldn't be. Oh, you know you're, yeah, like that just it's, feels yeah, like that New just York. Yeah, that just feels yeah. the deal. Yeah. Any just, doubt you have in your mind is a race once, once you hear that first oh, second. I'm hot like 95 Fahrenheit where bodies rot. Oh, man. Forget about it. Forget about it. Anyways, that's a highlight for Streets Disciple. We mentioned it before being way too long it suffers the same fate for me this is his blueprint too there's a lot of good stuff on there but it's messy you gotta like it's like going to winners you know when you go to winners and you and it's like I, I found a couple things but i gotta like yeah that's a good reference um i think it's, it's too all much sequencing. going on it's yeah the sequencing yeah it's you're trying to not leave anything on the cutting room floor it's very mature but yet he it, it has sections where you're just like, hmm. Like say coup story. Really cool. Cause in the next song, Live Now, which is he's he's changes his voice through the microphone filter to sound like a female rapping and telling a story, which is super dope. She but, dies in that story, right? Yeah. The the character, yeah. the female rapper playing that character, uh 
both of both of the characters that the story's about meet an untimely end but there's like pockets of mood and sound that just kind of throws you off cuz cuz transition into them are very what's the word like it, you feel it it's like someone bumped you it's like whoa we're just changed a little yeah. bit yeah i don't know if, i don't know if that is how you feel about it or if i'm making it too complicated no transitioning is very important that's why i love for instance supreme clientele like i can tell the next song that's coming up because there's something about how one song ends yeah. and how yeah. the next song begins it just you just know I know when I'm gonna hear Tommy Matola. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know when that's coming up. I know when it's coming. When it's coming. This album, to me, like most double albums, not all, most too long in terms of, or like he could have trimmed the fat. Yeah, there's a lot of fat to trim here. There's a Mixed. lot of songs that just, uh, and as I referenced earlier, like you know, you have a song like Streets Disciple. And then you have like getting married, and then you have like an unauthorized biography of Rakim. Then you have like me and like Virgo with it's just there's no there's no direction. It's just all over the place. I I don't enjoy listening to that album because I have to wait for pockets of enjoyment. It's like okay, I like this moment, but I don't like this moment. I like this moment, but I don't like that moment. It's just it happens one too many times. I, I just don't yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, it takes you I out of it for sure. It. And there's a lot of great gems, but like, you know, it, it, mm. no, it, there's something about that album I've never really connected with like that. Yeah. At any point. So yeah, I'd I, give I'm, that like a six and a half, seven. I'm double albums are hard, double albums are hard to pull off. Um, yeah. Next up would be Godson. Godson and Hip Hop is Dead are the same for me. I really like certain things about them. And then there's portions that I don't like as much as I thought I did. So for me, I'll I'll take the lead on Get Down, one of my favorite Nas I love that intro. And just for the record, I remember listening to this album for the first time in your basement. We had a bootleg version. And we sat and went to the lab on it. And Get Down was something else. Uh, made you look yeah. one of the best Nas songs. Last real alive. Oof. Love that track. Love that track. Mastermind. Love that track. Warrior song. Revolutionary warfare. Dance. Heaven. I like that section of the the album. Whereas, zone out. Mm -mm. Hey Nas, it's cute. I can is kitschy. Book of rhymes. It's the again, the trick that once it's done. You don't really care to. It's it's not going to have the same effect as a first listen. And Thug Mansion with with Tupac is it's nice, but there's a pocket again. This is like the uh, Streets Disciple, three four songs that just take me out of it. Yeah, and you know I think he uh, he worked with with Alchemist a bit on this one, no? For a few tracks. Yeah, he did uh, Book of Rhymes and Mastermind. I think oh, Alchemist I tracks. I thought he had done more on that, but I would have just done Mastermind and left out Book of Rhymes because the production it's on the slower side. Mm -hmm. um, I know he probably purposely went for that kind of vibe, like a more melancholy. You could even see on the album cover when I saw him 
looking like, you know, shirtless, looks like he's on a beach. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be, I know his mom passed around, around mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew that, you know, he'll have songs like dance, you know, but when you hear dance, which is slower tempo, then book of rhymes, which is slower tempo, then mastermind, which is slower tempo. It, it, you know what I mean? And Hey Nas was his little soft. Yeah. It, it just, it, there's a pocket where it's like, what happened to the made you look? There's a, where's a little bit more right. of that energy. Right. Yeah. Right. We, we got to wait. Yeah. It slows down quite a bit. Exactly. Solid, so, solid release, but um, not as good as I felt it was back then. Yeah. I'll That's give it a, it. yeah. Okay. Stillmatic. Oh, I mean. Stillmatic. I must say, if you had asked me this years ago, I would have said like nine. Now I'll say eight and a half, eight. Um, I don't like how it ends. I think there's a few songs near the end that get a little bit lazy for me. Like it just doesn't hold me. Like the beginning goes, of the album is beautiful. What goes around is amazing. Is like, what, that's what saves the ending to me. To be yeah. honest with you, because there's there's quite a few songs near the end. I think I would get rid of my country. I don't like that. I would get rid of my country. Bump up what goes around right after rule because I don't mind rule. I think it's kind of Nas's speed to take a flip of eighty sample like that. He did it with uh, New World on Nostradamus. It wasn't the worst song on Nostradamus. Dun 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 dun. Yep. Right, and then this one kind of fits that sort of. Nas style if I ruled the world I don't mind it I'd get rid of my country and bump up what goes around and what's interesting on the current discs if you were to go to the store and buy Nas Stillmatic it missed there is no longer Braveheart Party Party, yeah I do notice that that was a miss to me as well I didn't like every ghetto every ghetto it was just very but the thing is right when you 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 see a song like Rule, right? That's a song where it's a cool song, but mm-hmm. you can you can live mm-hmm. without it, but it, it adds a little bit of pop appeal to it. Yeah. So when, when it's not placed in the right spot, you 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 tend not to like it as much as you could if it was placed in the right spot. Yeah. So to hear Rule and then my country shit it up right after yeah. that, oh, it becomes very man. message heavy, like back to back to back to back. Kind of like what you said with 50. You didn't like that he, you know, shorted us on that verse. So it's like, I don't even like the verse anymore. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't even like the song anymore almost. It's a nice song, Rule, but like how it's sequenced, it just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, for me, tracks one to 10 are pretty much flawless. Yeah. I like oh, every song. God, they are. Holy moly, looking at it now. And, and you just throw in what goes around at the end, boom, perfect. And I album. will say this, as a as a biased Jay Z fan, I know every word to Ether because of how well the song is written. I don't think that beat is anything spectacular when you take the when you take Nas's vocals off. This is an example of the strength of MCing, where the MC enhances and suddenly makes the beat more than what it actually is if you play it for me ether wouldn't be a beat that i pick to be like mm, that's menacing 
Dude, <laughs> is, dude, ether is what I expect to hear on a wooden like waiting at Wonderland, waiting at Wonderland <laughs> at a theme park, adventure park, waiting to get on a ride, a wooden ride at that. It has to be a wooden ride. If it's not a wooden ride, it doesn't count. But like that beat sounds like something you'd hear waiting at Wonder, waiting in line at Wonderland. To like a it. like a horror show type of song, or it, trying. It, I don't to know. Be? It just has that like. Pirates like that, that that ride at Wonderland, either the Wild Beast or the, you know that boat that rocks back and forth. Okay, let's play the instrumental <laughs> by itself. <laughs> yeah. Let's just play the instrumental by itself. See see what it, if if we're just tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. I'm waiting to get on a ride. Wonderland, like an old ride. I mean, would you hear this beat and be like, that's the one? No, but I also feel that way about a lot of Nas beats that he was able to finesse. Right. And now let's let's listen to it with the lyrics, like with him on it, because I feel that that's where the power lies. Yeah, he just he does everything at the right time. I will not not cross the belly. Lose. I prove you lost already. Wow. It just goes to show you, man, the importance of being able to finesse a beat, beat, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I give that song full marks, but heavy, heavy credit to Nas's vocal performance. Cause I think that's something that we don't really ever quantify is the vocal performance of the artist that made that song a little bit better than what it if someone else was on it the way they layer their their lyrics the way they rhyme on a certain part of the beat like they just got it they hit it right because there's sometimes where you hear another person try and it's like yeah not not so much like black rob on whoa the vocal production on that is very powerful for that yeah. song to work yeah to pull off what he pulled off too, right? All right, um, let's move along. Let's move along. Okay, we're gonna get into tough territory here. Nostradamus. That's, that's a that's a three. The three D glasses. Throw them in the garbage. Just didn't work. It's a low six. There were some good songs on there Definitely. that I really appreciated, but too little, too late. And yeah. you know, Primo's this, production on that wasn't even great to me. It's just this is the nah. album where the beats weren't right. Where people give him like, oh, this doesn't pick good beats. I feel like this is the album where you can really say that. Project, Project Windows is great. Um, but, I didn't love that song. But I feel again, like I've heard that Nas so many times. Yeah, it's it's lackluster. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it's. it's mm -mm. We tried. So we tried to like it. Let's talk about the, the, the dope songs, though. I will say that um, there won't be a lot. Yeah, like Shoot 'Em Up was good for that time. It was very catchy. It had that Christmas, but yeah, but like that again. Got a niche. Yeah, very niche. Um, Last Words was extremely dope for me. I love that track with Nashon. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I know that most people won't love this song like I do, but God love us. There was something about that song that I really loved. Mm -hmm. And 
I didn't. Yeah, there's not. Oh, this album's horrible, dude. I'm looking at the track list. Yeah, let me give you, let me, for those who haven't, they're like, why are you guys hating so hard? Listen to this song. This is a horrible album, bro. (laughs) No more daddies, little girl. Oh, it's creepy. That was my guilty pleasure back then, but (laughs) listening to it now, um, what, like it sounds, yeah, it, it's not a good album, bro. It's nah. just some of us have angels. Like, what? Yeah. What are you doing, bro? Even this one. Where my real niggas at? Sorry for the swears. What's this? Exactly. Oh God! No, 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 no. Not a Love good you, album. But no, it's yeah. a, it's just a bad album. Not a good one. It's just a bad album. Yeah, least least of the least my my least favorite of the the bunch. Okay, this was my first Nas album. I am. I remember buying it. I have. I told my mom the story today. Actually, it's funny enough that we we mentioned this, but I love this album when it came out. But it was also my first introduction to Nas. The sweet spot in '99 when hip hop was like everything everywhere. Um. Listen, this has Nas's like. Yeah, this album, unfortunately, it I have a love-hate. And yeah. my love is when I attach listening to it when you listen to it, right? Right, like, right, right. At that time, when I had listened to it, this album could do no wrong. Come to find out what the album should have been. Because right. the, 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 the final album wasn't what it was supposed to be. Okay, um, I made a it, fatal error. It, I made a fatal error. Godson is what came before Godson is Lost Tapes. I'm going to say Lost Tapes for me is a five. It's a 10 out of 10. The first Lost Tapes, we didn't mention it. Lost Tapes one is fantastic. Yeah. It's hands down. Hands incredible. Down. No, like, no, no need to even break it down. It's, it's, it's 12 it's songs cool. of creative perfection and an artist. Like, it embodies. What he was supposed to do on I Am and Nostradamus, a lot of that is here, yet, oops, like that song, for instance. Purple, and then, and then a lot of the songs that didn't make Stillmatic are here. Like This is a great piece of, a great body of work that he found a way to make an album out of it. So good. Yeah, yeah. So just wanted to shout, Lost Tapes is like up there with my yeah. favorite albums, period. Getting back yeah, to a, I Am, which should have which should have had a lot of lost tapes on it. Um, yeah, very much production pro- product of its time. Doesn't yeah. hold up as well. Doesn't age well for me. Um, loved it back then. There's still a lot of songs that I listen to now, like Favor for a Favor with Scarfo- Scarface. Yep. Like, I like We Will Survive. Together. We Will Survive is dope, too. Um, they 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 have a few songs on there. He has a few songs on there that I still listen to now and like, but um, a good chunk of this album just doesn't. It doesn't age well for me. Ghetto Prisoners. It just I it it mm. even the one with Aaliyah is dope. I like that song actually. Um, big things like it kissing. 
money is my bitch. Like, I, just just a lot of songs. There's a lot of kitschiness where you're trying to, he's trying to be of the time, being very, like, trying to be contemporary and catchy. But Undying Love is one of the best Nas stories that never gets mentioned. It's so good. Uh, I know you care for me. Oh, with the, yeah, with the ceiling fan with the oh. oh, God. Like, you know, when you wow. want to fight somebody on somebody's behalf, like I was getting ready to body somebody for Nas. I'm like, how could you do this? Dude? Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> he really painted the picture for you. And then it just ends with the cop, like the crooked cops walking in. Jealous of his pen, man. Oh, man. But imagine instead of K-I-S-S-I-N-G, which is like too long of a title. Um, and money is my bitch. In place of that, you had. Papa was a player. Player was player a papa. papa. But then you wouldn't have the last tapes. The last yeah. tapes wouldn't what the last tapes is. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. <laughs> um, controversial opinion for me, but I feel I feel it was written is a classic. I don't know if I give it five mics, but it's a classic to me. It was an album that I was kind of convinced to look at as like a um, a fail because they're like, oh, Nas didn't knock it out the park like he did with Illmatic and he suffered sophomore slump and he tried to go commercial. And so that's why you get some Trackmaster production. But it, it, it for me, it holds up. It's some of his best work. His pen is on Wago on this one. Yeah, definitely. This is a very focused Nas. Um, He's like 22. Damn, man. Think of how he rapped on this. He was 22. Damn. Like, this this, this album has some of his best music. Like, The Message, uh, I Gave You Power, Street Dreams is, is dope for a single, um, Take It In Blood. Oh, like, he has... Some, Affirmative some, action. Some, oh, you know, but then he has some songs that, you know, don't quite... Like with the Dr. Dre song, Nas is coming. I learned to actually kind of appreciate that song a little more as time I do too. Back. I do too. It's weird that you say that because I don't dislike it as much as I thought I did, but it's more, you know what I don't like about that era Dr. Dre beats? That cowbell. Yeah. It's just, he's trying to be too much of, he's overproducing yeah. at this time. And DJ Quick, leave that up to DJ Quick. Yeah. And That's the chorus is annoying. Nas is coming. Nas is coming. It could it just get irritating. A bit. It just yeah, yeah. a little uninspired. And it broke up like a good, like you have the message, you have the street dreams, you have I gave you power, and then you have watch them with Foxy Brown. Take it in blood. Like these Love are good songs. Blood. One of my favorites. These are good songs. And then when you hear that song, it's like, uh, and then to follow that up with affirmative action, then it really starts feeling like a sore spot. Then you really start feeling like, why is this out? Why is this song here? You know? But um, I've grown to appreciate it more, like you said. I definitely don't hate it as much, but um, it still feels like, especially for a Dr. Dre production, it yeah. still feels a little Not the best beat on the album. Not the best beat on the album. Yeah, near the end, there's a few songs that I'm just not... I Yeah, I like, I like Suspect shootouts and live rap man i like them i love oh. live rap i love rap I, I don't know if it's I, I i don't like suspect no suspect it just sounds too like mm. I, there's a there's it a like it should be on a queensbridge album <laughs> yes that's true there's a i think it's the second verse on here where i just love 
I love his uh, his swagger on it. Let me find the the portion. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Sorry. One second. Oh, Here oh, we go. Oh, good. Like in the meantime, like yeah, yeah. I gotta give this album more respect. I like that. I like yeah, that. I love that too. I love that too. <laughs> you know, I love that. To be honest with you, I don't know. Like the the darker mob deep type of sound, I've never gravitated to it. Like I would, I've always been more of like a West Coast clean mm. rather than that very dirty, grimy type of sound. I don't know. I don't know. That's just yeah, just, just connect with me, man. Yeah, and I got a soft. That's my soft spot. Is that when I when I got out of the jiggy kind of shiny bad boy sound that I was first accustomed to, and I and I caught on to like take it in blood, where it's that New York, like I feel like I'm in New York when Nas is rapping to me. Oh no doubt. And and I, don't I know, love I, the songs I, that make me feel like that. Yeah, I hear that. Well, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. I give that one a solid four and a half. Um, because the one that came before it, Illmatic, I mean, what hasn't been said, what can be said, it's the hip-hop album for me. If I went to another planet and they said, what's what's hip-hop? I would say, listen to this. That's hip-hop. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Like, it's got Naturally, it I want to say eight. But then when I look at I Gave You Power, The Message, Street Games, Take It In Blood, like, ooh, that's an eight and a half for me, man. Yeah, it was written was was really really good especially for a follow-up after illmatic like you know that's what i mean what's more what what could we even say about illmatic at this point it's unfair to compare even nas to his first body of work it's just a, a capsule a time capsule that it's just impossible so it's the man. bible <laughs> it's the bible of rap man yeah, illmatic is, is is the perfect album it's the perfect lp Ah, uh, Nas. I I love talking about Nas. I love. We could do a part two and just talk about our our favorite songs from him. But it, I like going down memory lane and just reflecting on like the moment we listened to it, and then looking back objectively, trying to be objective. Cause I, you know, memories. I, I have a question for you though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nas often references that he's in his second or third win i don't know what he says do you know if he says second or third i think he says he's in his third prime so his third prime what would you say was his first second and third like when was that moment where you could say okay he went up one gear here like you know with us with jay when he did volume three we kind of knew all right he's on another level that's cool think, with me i think nas from the time he spits live at the barbecue, from 92 till let's say 96 is his first prime, where okay. every every feature, every time he utters a word, it's classic. Verbal intercourse, you know, the, the tracks with Mob Deep, the tracks with AZ, it was written, Illmatic, wow, what a time. Mm. And then after that would be Stillmatic. 
Still mad. He, yeah. he, he, he was, yeah, still mad. He, 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 like he brushed the dirt off. Yeah, I thought he was dead and left out and came back. Yeah. Stillmatic. And then I would say now. King's disease, the first King's disease. Yeah. I think after, Even like, he, he goes up and then he kind of plateaus and he stays creative. But, I mean, it's Nas. I, I just feel he's not a guy that ever, like, he only fell off for me at, at Nostradamus. That's Nostradamus. the only time I feel Nas fell off his perch where i'd be like yeah he's just not doing it every time he's come out with something he's kind of reinvented himself tried different things took chances but still to stay true to his storytelling self descriptive very you know he's a little freaky you realize Nas is a bit of a freak but he's also like so imaginative <laughs> and very detailed and it's like yo this guy just it's like the old owl you just grow with him and that raspy voice is just the the, the narration of hip-hop like it's i don't know there's just yeah. something that no one else can do that he does so yeah, man. Uh, salute, salutes. Nah. Gold status, hundred percent gold status. Untouchable. Well, that's without question. Yeah, uh, he he's in my number one, number two, number one, number two slot all the time. Who is he of the rap game? Like you know how people would say, you know, Jay is like the MJ of rap, and you know this artist is like the Shaq of rap or whatever. Wait, who do you think? And it doesn't even have to be like a sports figure. Like when you think of Nas and his proximity to rap or the hip hop culture. I feel Nas is Muhammad Ali. Wow. Care to elaborate? So, okay. MJ is Jordan. Or sorry, Jordan is, I look at Jay like he's the GOAT. We want to have other people included in the conversation. People want to know oh, why, why he, you know, people want to say, why well, because six rings. Like, yeah, that's part of it. Like, there's a lot that he did. It's kind of undeniable. And I think Jay has reached that point where it's like, well, who, who can you really say with all the accolades? Like, you have to have a number of accolades to be in that MJ conversation. But when it comes to Nas, it's like, can't count. You never count him out. Came out with a bang. And he, he, the whole argument of greatest of all, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest of all time. Like to me, Nas, okay, here's, here's one that I can defend more. He's Bret the Hitman Hart to me. And you know how I feel about Bret Hart. Yeah. Nas is, he's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Now, that's, that's is he Ric Flair? Thinking. You know, is he Hulk Hogan? Doesn't matter. Like, nobody is that. Mm. You want to see the perfection? really how to tell the story how to make people feel a certain way about what's happening in a ring that makes it believable and is consistently able to like Nas is 30 plus years doing this he's a technician like how Brett Hitman Hart was a technician he's a wrestler's wrestler he's an MC's MC exactly like I right? do this for real this is in my veins like at the hip hop 50 celebration I'm the MC at the yeah. end of it all. I'm Jerry West logo on the NBA. Thing. Yeah. It, it's Illmatic is the hip hop logo for what, you know, Jerry West is to the NBA. That's Illmatic for hip hop to me. And there's an homage to it too. Like Nas seems like he comes across like that historian that will pass the torch and that will represent, as you said, hip hop 50. And that's just like what Brett Hitman Hart is like to wrestling. Like he, he, he's not here to be Hollywood. You know, mm -hmm. 
No. He, he's, he, he has the fundamental skill set and the values of the actual sport. He cares about wrestling. Yeah. And not and just WWF or WWE. He cares about wrestling itself. Right. You know right. what I mean? It's the art form. Like, pay, pay regard to the art form. This is a storytelling thing that's, when you do it right, it's like a figure skating. Like, take, take care of how you treat it. Don't just yeah. butcher it. And yeah. I feel like Nas has always had that reverence for hip hop. Like for him to say hip hop is dead, hip hop sucks. I said it, so think about it. Since yeah. I said it, right? <laughs> you, peace. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, man, I put Nas in the highest regard as far as MCs go, and and I always try to write a rhyme where I want to be able to spit it in front of him, and and for him to be like, yo, salute to Excellent. you. That's how. That's always how, like, if you, like, I do it, I tell people I write for you, and if ever I write, if I ever I were to rap in front of my favorite artists, would they think it's nice? That's dope. That's a good way to um, approach, you know, songwriting. Yeah, right? Like, you inspired me, so I hope you like something that you made me want to do. Word. And likewise. Right? So, then, yeah. Dude. We could do the, the the hour and twenty eight. I'm sorry, I, I held you longer than we said we it's, would, but it's all good if you. I'm good and I'm good until you're good, man. It's, no, it, it didn't even feel like it. I know, right? This is like old times. Uh, we'll wrap up this episode. It'll be out on a Monday as usual, and we will continue our our politicking. Politicking as usual. As usual. That's right, my man. I, you, bro, always got love for you. Peace, Thank peace, you so my much. brother. Peace. Thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, Monday Mic Check episode. My boy has. Check out, uh, where can they find the music? Tell them where people can find your music. I'm on Bandcamp. I'm a Bandcamp kind of dude. Just type in has, search, and then my name will pop up. You can type in any of my albums, one plus one equals two, The Promise, The Good Book, any of, the, <laughs> any of these albums. Um, of course, You and I, High Society, it'll mm -hmm. show up on their highs, but the Monday album, that will show up all in Bandcamp. Awesome. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, everybody, yes, for listening. We will be back soon with more good content for you. And listen to the new Nas albums. You won't be disappointed if you're looking for some good hip-hop. Peace, everybody. One love. Peace. Y'all stay drowning in your shallow thoughts. We hear scuba diving in the deep. I got a sunray fetish, so I'm runway headed. My fam all fed, cause my Monday's blessed. Y'all say it's mundane, I say it's all perspective. My weekend rest help prep my resurrection. Yes, that's my Monday. Rise and shine. Channel locks in the pocket.